The Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer, near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one, Robert Turner is here. Amanda Galbraith is a principal at Navigator, host of Free for All Fridays. Shelly Carroll is a Toronto City Councillor and perhaps more importantly, the Budget Chief. And uh, Shelly, you're having a first-hand experience with commuting in Toronto this morning. <laughs> I am. I'm, uh, I'm coming to you live from my parked van because uh, there's no way I was getting past that collision at DVP and Don Mills. Right. You were southbound and that's it. You weren't going to be able to make it here. I'm sorry to hear that, actually. Let me start yeah. with you on this first topic, because it's perfect that you're the budget chief. And today we're talking taxes and budget for the city of Toronto. New poll finds support for several new taxes. I mean, is this sort of just one of those documents where everybody blue skies? What if we tax this? What if we tax that? Or is something like this going to happen? No, this is uh, this is uh, for realsies. This is the long-term financial plan, and uh, we're we're going through executive this morning, and it will go to the whole of council September sixth. And uh, uh, some of these we already have permission to do, and so if council adopts them, we'll be looking at staff to come back with an implementation report, um, such that that in 2024, uh, some of these measures could actually take effect. And then there are the others, uh, things like a, a share of income tax, a share of sales tax, that we don't have legislative permission to do right now, but we are seeking it. Okay, so I mean, of the taxes I'm looking at, like raising street parking, a tax on parking spaces, um, there's Olivia Chow's hobby horse about houses over $3 million. We all like that because none of us live in one. Uh, but do you, <laughs> do you favor any of these? Yeah, I, I know that uh, the uh, province has reservations, but we really need to become a big city. It's about time at three million. We are the only city in the world of this size that doesn't have some form of revenue that truly grows with the economy and taxes those who can afford it, and that's sales tax. Uh, and man, so, yeah, you know, what ahead. we're talking about is, you know, I'm going to buy my grandson a pair of shoes for school, and it's going to cost me a hundred bucks. The provincial and federal government will get thirteen dollars when I do that, and every other parent. Uh, the proposal is, what about $1 for the city? Okay, Amanda Galbraith, your thoughts on this and all the other taxes that are pitched? I, I was observing earlier this morning that, I mean, this is a poll, right? So they would pitch different taxes at different people, and it seems that everybody's in favor of the tax they won't pay. Yeah, surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> like, oh, my neighbor can pay for it, that's fine. I think it's a responsible thing for the city to look at this so that makes sense to me um we can talk all we want about a sales tax and there's a lot of policy value to it it's never going to happen it's like my love of road tolls also never going to happen mm -hmm. under the current government so um i think candidly that's a waste of everyone's time um particularly the councillor's time which is very busy as i can only imagine um <laughs> Um, so I think we can, you know, screw around at the margins with like, you know, I remember when I was in the mayor's office, we looked at parking taxes and stuff like that. And when you get into all the exemptions for the mom and pops, that kind of stuff actually doesn't generate that much. Um, so I think the city's kind of really 
tinkering at the margins at this point until we have that big adult conversation that that um, Shelley just talked about, which I can't isn't going to happen with the current premier there. So and like that's just like I think politically it doesn't make sense to him to do that. Uh, so um, you know they're they need a bailout. Um, I believe there's money in reserve funds somewhere tucked away uh, for this year, but next year you've got that great big hole, which I, I think Mother Hubbard's cupboard is bare at that point. Okay, yep. Robert Turner. Mike. Hi. Sorry. First day. Uh, it's not surprising that the poll is basically, uh, you know, Robert wants John Shelley and Amanda to pay for everything, but he's good paying no more. Right. So and that's what it says. So if we get into a broader tax, everyone's going to have to pay. It won't be popular. It doesn't even seem if you're able to do all of these things, it's going to fill the hole. So doesn't that mean we're really looking at what is the city going to take a chainsaw to as far as services? OK. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. That's and exactly what we're looking at. Precisely. And maybe there are things we can learn to live with. Well, let me help. And you can skip doing okay. the poll because the poll results will be the same as the tax. You can cut all the services Robert doesn't use. And I think that's going to be a lot of people. And that's going to create some uncomfortable conversations because most of us think all of the supports for the homeless are, are great and we need them. But if it's if it's we shut down the kids rec programs, which a lot more people use who are paying taxes or services they aren't using, what do we think people are going to pick? And I think you're going to end up having the city have to throw this stuff back at the province into the feds and say, sorry, we don't have the money for this. Okay. Part of, as I always like to say, a longer conversation. But, but it is the conversation, right? It I is. mean, it's, we got to have it. Yeah. And it's, and it's happening now. So we've been putting it off for 20 years and yeah. it's, it's time. Um, there is no city that hits a population of 3 million that doesn't need something that grows with the economy so that those who can afford can invest in the city and those who can't afford are not overtaxed. And that's the point. This is about affordability. Well, and I like progressive taxes, which is why I favor the um, sales tax because Robert Turner, I bought a very expensive umbrella last week and you probably won't so no and if i did i could just drive to vaughn and avoid the tax <laughs> i ordered it you'd only mail. avoid the buck you wouldn't avoid all the tax you'd still be sending 13 dollars on a hundred to the feds in the province you'd only save a buck by driving to another jurisdiction a couple of i just really want to know about yep. the umbrella by the way oh do you well you know i should you, put a penguin does it have weapons in it like why is it so expensive no, it's just really nice and i'm such a sucker because i saw an ad for it on on Facebook, and I needed an umbrella, so I bought that one. I can't wait for the show till you the day after you leave it at lunch somewhere, and I have no <laughs> idea where it is. <laughs> okay, so uh, two stories as concerns e-scooters. Uh, one is a woman was run down by an e-scooter and knocked out. Uh, the other is that people with visual impairment are concerned if Toronto goes for an e-scooter program. Uh, it's going to be a bit like it is if you've been to Miami, where there's scooters lying all over the sidewalk which is a pretty difficult situation for anybody who has uh, visual issues. Um, Robert Turner, um, you could, I guess, argue that this is concern trolling, but I can honestly argue they're, they're a mess in Miami. They're all over the place. Well, and I mean, they're banned in Toronto, right? But yeah. they're everywhere. So the ban, not really working. Uh, so I don't know how you, you know, I, I don't think there's a ton of money to enforce it, um, but got to do something because these things are a reality, whether you want them to be or not. Uh, Amanda Galbraith, uh, you're a trendy youngster. Are, are you getting into the scooter business? Amanda Galbraith, trendy youngster. It's my new title. Um, <laughs> I know, honestly, I've got to figure out a new way to commute to work now because I have to do this is a mom thing, but I have to do drop off, whatever, and then I'm there. And I'm like, I thought, I'm like, you know what? And I never even thought about it. A scooter would be great. 
So I, I'm debating it. Um, I think the ban is ridiculous. Uh, it is a law that yet no one wants to enforce and no one listens to. Um, it's an alternative mode of transportation that, you know, I think if used properly and appropriately could actually like alleviate congestion and all those sorts of things. They're small. Uh, they're nimble. I've been in cities where they've geofenced the use of them, like the rentals, and it's actually worked quite well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we have to be grown ups about this and just realize people are going to use them. It's like e-bikes. They're used. So we might as well just legislate them or like put rules for the road around them as opposed to just ignore them or pretend like they don't exist. All right. Shelly yeah. Carroll, you're in a position of power. Exactly. Um, you know, when you when you can't ban something and, and you can't ban something that can change your life, but it only costs you 500 bucks you're obviously going to to explore um and so it, a ban is never going to work what we have to do is regulate and legislate them the ban arrived because uh, uh the first time council considered it was the first time one of these big companies came to town to say we'd like to do uh, uh rent an e-scooter and and they were all over town in the cities that did them lying in the gutter because you're supposed to just drop them where they are and someone will drop by and pick it up, uh, which creates a little bit of chaos. But while we were debating that downtown, all over the suburbs, where the last mile after you get off the subway can be quite daunting, everyone's riding e-scooters on trails, on sidewalks, knocking over uh, uh, elderly people. And so once you have those problems, you have no choice but to regulate. Let's figure out how to regulate these things, admit that they exist, and get on with it, just as Amanda says. Can I suggest licenses and insurance might not be a bad idea? Well, there we'd need provincial cooperation. Oh, great. They don't even want a licensed bicycle. Also, yeah, also, the bureaucracy for that would be like ridiculous. Sorry, okay. I just. Well, I'm not for licensing bicycles, but let's keep moving. Same. Um, an Ontario court, actually, a panel of three judges ruled against Jordan Peterson. The quick story is his professional association said that it was conduct unbecoming, his uh, tart and sometimes inflammatory tweets and other media appearances. So they told him to rein it in. and. And he said no, so he went to a judge, and the judges have said, no, actually, your professional association dominates here. Amanda Galbraith, it's not about freedom of speech. It's about the power of a professional association to enforce whatever rules they want to enforce. I mean, sure, like he gets, he pays a $25,000 fine, and he has to do a course if he chooses to remain a member of that professional association which, I mean, he hasn't practiced, I think, since 2019 or 2017. Um, I think this is just Jordan Peterson getting free publicity, like fighting, the, you know, the institution and the man. And we've handed him another um, friendly PR victory that he can go run and trumpet the freedom of speech and I'm being oppressed, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think we're far better off with individuals like him. You know, I just I, like I just ignore him. Honestly, I don't read his stuff. I don't pay any attention to it. And I think we'd all be better for for um, relegating him to uh, that place in life. Yeah. Robert Turner, I can't imagine actually being a patient of Jordan Peterson. And since he doesn't practice, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, beyond the tweets, I think once you reach the point where you're that famous and you're making your opinions known about everything, I don't know how you can be an effective therapist, right? Because, I mean, most people, I don't go to a therapist, but my understanding is you're not buddies with them. You don't hang out outside of the, the appointments. No. It's a professional relationship, and this guy's made himself so 
uh, out there and everybody knows what he thinks. I kind of think that undermines him to begin with. But, I mean, everybody had issues with the professional association early in, earlier in the week that said the lawyer who had abused kids, yeah, no, it's fine. He won't hang around kids anymore and he can still be a lawyer. I do think there are questions to be asked about how much power these professional associations have. I don't know that this is the reason to have that conversation. Yeah. And Shelley, you get the last word on this one. I just find Jordan Peterson and his acolytes to be completely tedious, but I get it. They love him. Yeah, it's and and you know relegate him to obscurity. I agree with Amanda once again. But uh, um, you know, if you have a profession, a profession is different than than an hourly wage uh, uh, laboring job, and it takes with it uh, a responsibility in your whole life in all the professions. We all expect that, and uh, and so I'm sure it's written into their language, and he knew that going in, so he doesn't get to put beside his name the title of member of that association anymore. Too bad, so sad, Jordan. Yeah, after round, found out. Okay, thanks to our panelists on round one. That was Robert Turner, Amanda Galbraith, and Shelley Carroll. From the side of the DVP, I might add, but that was uh, wonderful audio quality she managed to master. Um, round two is coming your way in the next hour. That's going to be an interesting encounter because two rivals for the mayoralty are on the panel. Brad Bradford and Anthony Fury are going to be here along with Adwa Insia Yebois. Coming up in the next half hour, we were talking about revenue tools during this roundtable. We're actually going to talk to a representative for small business about the impact of a parking levy, because that's a likely one. It's 8 o'clock.